Yeah. Oh, hello, young lady. <laughs> there she. Is. We have to name her. I know. What happened? Did you get signed by the Vikings since I saw you yesterday? What do we got? Yeah, I went with the purple and gold today. Check that out, Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Surly. Yep. Okay, we're going to have a lot of fun over the next 20 or 25 minutes or so, but we have got to start off by setting our best to ace pitcher Chris Bassett. Uh, unfortunately, struck by a line drive. It, it's arguably the most terrifying thing you will see in our sport. Uh, very rarely does a cart get brought out, and when it does, it's jarring. The news on Wednesday morning seems to be pretty solid. No loss of vision. He's got several facial fractures. He's going to need surgery, but things are pointed in the right direction. I don't know if you've ever been on the field when something like that has happened, but as a fan, I can tell you this. It was terrifying, Trev. Yeah, it's scary, and, and, and Chris is a leader in that clubhouse. He's yeah. been there for a long time, and guys have so much respect for him. Not that that necessarily matters in an instance like this, but I think uh, seeing someone who you respect so much on the ground like that is, is a little bit different. So, yeah, like you said, prayers, best wishes, good vibes, all that good stuff to Chris. Um, I'm glad that he's doing okay today. Yep. Hang in there. Get back soon and get well. Take care of yourself. All right, let's start with a team that is limping right along. That would be these guys. The hat I'm wearing today, the New York Mets. They have dropped five in a row. They have fallen under 500 for the first time since early May. And then I wake up, and what's one of the first things I see on my phone on Twitter? It's their owner, Stephen Cohen, who said, oh, it's hard to understand how pro hitters can be this unproductive. The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. If you were in the Mets clubhouse, your reaction would be? I probably had the same reaction that a lot of these Mets players had. Look, I played poker last night. You know that. Mm -hmm. I was up late, so a little bit tired this morning. I wake up, do some things, check my phone. I see this, and I, I, like, I literally threw my phone to the floor. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure all the Giants players, remember, they're on the West Coast. So he tweeted this at, whatever, 6 a.m. West Coast time. Right. They're – they have a day game today, so they're probably just about getting up right now. They did the same thing. They probably looked at their phone like, holy shit, Steve. Like, we don't need this right now. I don't have a problem with him speaking his mind. You can say whatever you want. You bought the team. Go for it. But, what, I mean, what's that going to help at all? What is that – tweeting that. What did that do for Steve? What did okay, that do for the Mets? And as many people have pointed out, Chris, don't talk about approach at the plate and being disciplined – and then, but trade for Javi Baez. Like right. those are, those don't go hand in hand, you know, yeah. like Steve, it brings something to the freaking table. Don't just talk shit. Okay. Is it possible that he is taking the approach? One way to galvanize the team is have them all pulling in the same direction towards something they don't like. And that'll be <laughs> me. Right? I, I mean, so. you, no, you don't think so? No. Nope. No, I think he's a guy that's gotten pretty much everything he's ever wanted in, in the last 20 years, you know, and one way or the other, he's going to get it, whether it's legal or not. And, you know, now he's got no control over this. and He doesn't like it. Like, these guys got to go play the game. He can't control what happens on the field. And, you know, things aren't going his way, and he doesn't like it. So he's, you know, he's acting out on Twitter. It's, it's kind of hilarious, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know how I would feel if I were in the clubhouse. Um <laughs> It's interesting because tomorrow's episode is with Trevor May of the Chris Rose Rotation. <laughs> so we taped it yesterday. So we didn't get, obviously, to this whole Steam Cohen thing.
But we did get to an interesting part because remember a couple of weeks ago, he visited a team in the clubhouse in Philadelphia, <laughs> which is basically unheard of. You don't hear of owners will come down to the field and say hi to their players, but very rarely do they go in the clubhouse and particularly on the road. That happened, and he said how much everybody appreciated it because he went around to the individuals. It wasn't like a, a group pep talk. It was like, hey, listen, I still believe in you. And then two weeks later, he flips. <laughs> and on social media, he goes nuts. I mean, he went – all I could think about this morning was if we had Twitter when Steinbrenner was around, it just would have been glorious. I don't think – I don't think that you probably would have wanted it. I think it's better, you know – if it, you know, you're thinking about what would have happened, it's probably better that way than it actually happening. And as far as team A, like, look, the guy's got to say what he's got to say, but I, there's no way you felt good about an owner coming down into the clubhouse and saying something to your team. No, he did. He said he appreciated it because it made him seem more approachable. He said, listen, I was okay. in Minnesota where the pole ads would come down and they were great. He said they were wonderful people. But, you know, he said, see, Cohen just kind of walked in and you just seemed like a dude. So... <laughs> I don't know. Everybody but, sees it differently. Yeah, we're not we're not there, so we don't know what the vibe is like. I do know the poll ads would come, and they'd make themselves approachable. They'd do it. Uh, Jim would come out onto the field for BP, and he'd stand there. You go talk to him if you want to talk to him. But walking into a clubhouse and giving a pump up speech is something completely different. I I get it, but I hear the big picture. Do you does this have a positive or a negative impact or no impact on the Mets? That's zero impact on the Mets. They're gonna go play the game tonight. Right, this afternoon. Like, they're going to they're gonna, like, do what I said. Like, geez, Steve, and they're going to throw their phone down. They're going to go to the ballpark and get their work in. That's the thing. They they're are professionals. Have... He, said it he said himself, professional hitters. These guys are professionals. They're going to show up and do the job. Obviously, their team hasn't performed very well lately, uh, but that's, that's a whole different issue. I will say this. I think the one area where it, it would concern me if I were Rojas, because I, went, I was on Twitter last night, and somebody had put out an old Terry Collins speech from a bunch of years ago when he was the Mets manager. And it was like, hey, listen, we've got to be better. Everybody's got to be better. And he was fiery and all that sort of stuff. And it was probably what Mets fans want to hear today. So now they're getting it from their owner instead of maybe somewhere where they should be getting it from, their manager, a guy in the clubhouse. That's where I would be a little bit worried. I'd be worried if I was the hitting coach. <laughs> they've already done this. They've already, they've already done this thing before. <laughs> So, I, I don't know. It's it's not smooth sailing right now. <laughs> it is not. All right. Um, something real interesting. You got the Giants. They won last night. They improved to 13-3 and three this month. Do you know that their worst month this year was July, where they went 15-10, and 10, a 600 winning percentage? Why are people so hesitant to call them the best team in baseball? I think I have a reason. Not really sure, Chris. I'm gonna give it to you. All right. Mm -hmm. It's because we've been told time and time again that that 30 mark, that's you're, it. You're on it. That's, that's the it. right answer. The owners, you know, the analytical teams have just pounded that into the fans' brains. Even my brain as a player. You hit 30, it's downhill from there. Except. Some of these guys are good ball players, and they can keep their bodies in shape. And, you know, you kind of put them in positions to succeed. They're going to succeed. If you look at the Giants roster, their lineup right now, like almost every single person is over 30. And they're just doing it because they're good baseball players, and their coaching staff has done a good job 
uh, putting them in the right positions and their game plans are better than other teams and they're just getting the job done. But I think the reason we're not, we're hesitant to say they're the best team in baseball is just because of the age. It's very simple. You made a great point. They've got 14 position players on their roster right now. Three are under the age of 30. And Wade is the youngest that's really a contributor at 27 years old. So they don't have any shiny new toy. Even if yeah. you look at their pitching staff, right? Webb, who threw another gem last night, he's 24. He is far and away the youngest main contributor on that roster. So that it's, it's an age bias by us. I've been guilty of it. I remember that six weeks into the season when the Giants had this great run, I was like, how are they all going to stay healthy? And guess what? They haven't all stayed healthy. Belt has missed some time. Posey has missed some time. Casale's been a fantastic backup. Uh, Longoria has missed some time. Remember when he went down, we said, okay, the next six or eight weeks, this will show a lot about the Giants. And they continue to kick ass. So I'm partially to blame here. I'll take my medicine. I screwed up in my estimation of this team because of the age. That's why. You know, it's not It's not everyone. Like, nobody thought the Giants were going to be as good as they are. So I don't no. think we need to blame ourselves or anything. Like, they're right. just a surprising team. They've probably overachieved. I think it's okay to say that. They've mm-hmm. overperformed yeah. you know, projections, which is – they're projections. They're not – you know, you got to go play the game. So these guys have done it. And they're – I mean, they're one of, if not the best stories in baseball right now. Absolutely, they are. All right, let's move on. The Yankees – Check the standings. Wait, go Gabe Capro, too. Forgot to put that one in there. Mm, that's going to be a whole other discussion. We're going to ask, like, did Philly give up on him way too soon? That's going to be a discussion point somewhere down the line. And I want to know if he ever ate that cake that looked like a steak. <laughs> um, Yankees sweep the Sox, so they now have a firm grasp on one of those wild card spots. Luke Voigt, huge day, both ends of the doubleheader. Uh, go ahead, home run. Go ahead, knock in the other one. Did you see what he said? You know, I was – top 10 MVP last year and I've been a great player for this organization for the last three years and you know I'm not going down you know I want to play obviously I know it's going to be tougher with Rizzo but you know um, I deserve to play uh, just as much as he does and um, you know I led the league in home runs last year and I feel uh, feel really good again and um, obviously you know the injury bug is a reason he's here you know because of me but um, yeah I mean obviously I hope Booney can do whatever he can to you know try to get me some consistent at best. How's this going to play out? I think it's great. I mean, he should feel that confident. He is a really good ball player, you know. And there is a little bit of a log jam, but I think Booney can figure it out. You put, you got to put Stanton in the outfield. That's basically the whole thing. So, hold on. You're going to have an outfield of Stanton, Judge, and Gallo, right? Yeah, two, two good defenders. And then uh, there's an old saying for a guy like Stanton. You got to drive in more than you let in. Go keep hitting three-run bombs. You might let a few runs in here and there, but th- that's what they have to do. Void DHing, unless they want to throw him out there, which I don't think they want to do. Okay, so it, the big question is, can Giancarlo handle it physically? Dude, we got to see. They only have how many more games? 40 games, something like that? Okay. But, I mean, they, you got to you gotta try. You got to at least try. At least – at least uh, have a few days. They can figure out rest days for all these guys, but he he has to try, I and mean, he's willing to do it for sure. I would think so, too. And let's remember, he was actually a really good outfielder in Miami when he could run earlier in his career. He was a really solid defender. Uh, God, I, I can't imagine an outfield that large. It's a that big outfield. It's a right? big freaking outfield. There's front courts in the NBA that aren't that big. He, look, this is what you do with Giancarlo. You say... No diving, 
Keep the ball in front of you. Mm-hmm. Keep the guy from advancing an extra base. Don't try to do anything crazy. We need your bat more than we need your glove. And then you get him out of there. Pro- I mean, this is going to be this is going to be the fun part. Is yeah, when, when you take the to replace him, and then you're going to get the people. Oh, he Giancarlo should be up to bat now, and all right. that stuff. But if you have, if you can get a guy like Luke Voigt, who right now uh, is playing really well after struggling beginning in the year, he's playing okay. I, I got to be honest with you. It's I understand. I love his confidence. He's not playing great. He had a really tough start to the year, and but. The guy can change the game in, in, in one swing. So can everybody else they put in there. They'll put you, in, you need as many of those people in there as possible, man. And also, let's not, but let's not pretend that outfield defense doesn't matter. It does. It, it does matter. Of course it does. It does. Every 90 feet counts. From here on in, every 90 feet counts. So it's not as simple as let's just put our best softball team out there. I don't think it's as simple as that. <laughs> I think I that's don't. what the Yankees want to do. And all the, by the way, all these people that are like, well, it's real easy. Sit Rizzo against lefties, and you you play uh, you play Voight. No, go look at the numbers. Anthony Rizzo's OPS against left-handed pitching is well over nine hundred. It's like mid sevens against right-handed pitching. So he's got some serious reverse splits working there. All right, let's move on. Angels and Tigers today. Shohei is on the mound. So what would be cooler? Shohei hitting his league-leading fortieth homer while being the starting pitcher, or Shohei giving up Miguel Cabrera's 500th homer. I think it'd be cooler watching Miggy hit the 500th off of Shohei. You know, kind of like the hey man, I know you're the you're the the guy right now, but I've been the guy for like 20 freaking years. Mm-hmm. And it'd be cool if they did both. I didn't even know Shohei had 39 freaking homers, and I looked at his stats this morning. Yep, he's leading the league in slugging. You know what he's leading the league in that we don't talk about enough? A little black mark on uh, Shohei's resume. Uh, caught stealing, leading no. the league with eight. Come on, Shohei, step it up. No, but I would love to see Miggy do it. I think that'd be cool to have that. You know, they show those those milestone homers a lot, and it'd be cool to, if, if Shohei was on there. And I think Shohei respects Miggy. Oh, hell yes. I mean, anybody that has played the game respects what Miggy has done uh, over the course of his career. So I'm, I'm rooting for that to happen because Shohei's going to get his 40th at some point. Am I going to get you his 50th and his 60th? Am I going to get yelled at if I say both? Because you yelled at me last week for that not being an answer. I'm just saying you don't let me say that. Well, I think in this instance, because they're both such feel-good stories and we're not trying to pin somebody down, I think it's okay to say both, right? I like what someone said. You can, you can, do, you can do this. Miggy goes yard off his show hey, early in the game, and then the Angels are up by 20. Miggy comes in to pitch. And gives up a homer show. Mickey head. comes into pitch. That is, that is one thing you will definitely not see. I don't. Th- I don't see AJ Hinch going. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. All right, last one. Uh, Brett Phillips. A couple days ago, hit an inside the Parker. Dude, it can really, really fly. He got his third base coach Rodney Linares some Louis Vuittons after he sent him home during the inside the Parker. Is is Brett making every other player in Major League Baseball look like an idiot by getting his coach some sweet kicks? No, he's setting a precedent that is going to be hard to keep up with because now his first base coach is going to start sending him to second base, like, go get ah. that double. And Rod's going to keep – he's like, all right, I want a new pair of kicks. You go. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Keep running. Yeah. I don't know what he's trying to do here because that is, like I said, I didn't even – I didn't see the kicks. Are they, like, nice? Yeah, they're cool. They're 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 very nice. They're very like, – he didn't, get, he didn't get him some Skechers or something. He got him some, some – Louis Vuitton. Oh, yeah, Louis? 
Yeah. Brett's relaxed, dude. I didn't know he had it like that. Okay. I'm just saying you're gonna he's gonna get all these coaches gonna start sending him now. He's like throwing out of bases left and right. My goodness. So uh, you know, Rodney Lenars, I think, was his former manager in in the minor leagues. So it sounds like they've been exceptionally close. Yeah. And why not? Um, I I think it's awesome. Brett Phillips, for a guy who hits two twenty or whatever he does, I mean, he's a top fifteen face in baseball. I think. I'm seriously. <laughs> no, I like Brett Phillips, but come on, man. Don't say that. No, no. In terms of his personality, the way people love him, I think he's universally adored for fans in the sport. I, I don't think people outside of this sport, he's not a crossover guy at all. I'm not saying that. I'm saying for people that love this sport, you hear the name Brett Phillips, you smile. No? Sure. I'll give that to you. I don't want to talk crap about Brett Phillips. I like Brett Phillips. Yeah. Top 15, that was a little, He's you know. not a top – What? Uh, listen closely, everybody. Okay. He is not a top 15 player. He is a top 15 personality, and I don't think it's close. Okay. And don't I'll say it's new Nick Swisher. Please don't. don't I, do I didn't say that. Somebody put in the chat, he's a new Nick what's Swisher. Nick, what's wrong with Nick Swisher? Huh? What's wrong with Nick Swisher? He was the first guest ever on Intentional Talk. I like Nick, but you know Nick could rub a lot of people the wrong way. He's a little over the top. Yeah. What up, bro? Hey! <laughs> yeah! Brett Phillips is not – I don't think – I think all of his teammates, and I think a lot of the opponents like Brett Phillips because, like, he is genuine. I think the guy loves being a big leaguer every day. And he's like on the latest episode of the Rose Rotation. He did a little drive-by with Tyler Glass now. Love that, love that, love that. Let's talk more about Dave Kapler. What do you What do you got? What do you got of uh, on John Boy? Dude, I got nothing. This is an easy day for me today. I got this, and that is it. Um, no, talking baseball's out. The well, talking – what is today? Is today Wednesday? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, talking baseball came out today. <laughs> we went over the schedule, the remaining schedule. We're giving you teams that aren't in the playoffs that are probably going to be in the playoffs, teams that are in the playoffs that probably aren't going to be in the playoffs. It's a good episode. We had a good time yesterday doing it. Forgot about that, Chris. Thanks for reminding me. Hey, I'm here to help. Um, what about you? Rose Rotation with Glasnow and Brett Phillips is out. Go give it a listen if you haven't. It's the first time that Glasnow has talked since his Tommy John surgery. He talks about his future in Tampa Bay, facing an 18- to 24-month rehab process, et cetera. Uh, a lot of good stuff. He's very honest. And speaking of honest, remember yesterday I was hesitant about telling you who was coming on the Rose Rotation. It was Trevor May, who on Monday night had his worst outing of the season. Worst. And so – I was worried. I didn't text him after the games, reminding him about our our appointment for Tuesday. He showed up right on time. He was there. He answered every question. Uh, and at the end that we talked about, it, I said, "Hey, I have something to admit. I was I was worried you weren't going to show up." And we talked about that, and told me why he felt it was important for him to show up. It was really, I thought, a fascinating look into the mindset of an everyday athlete. He's a good person. Totally. Is totally. he a top 15 personality in baseball? Trevor May? Yeah. Yeah, I think in terms of his varied interests, in ter- I, think he's one of, I think he's one of the five most interesting people in baseball. <laughs> you got a lot of lists, bro. No, but if we're, if those are different lists. Interesting, personality. personality. No, no, but you would admit, I mean, his, he has a wide range of interests. I think and- he is. I, that's why I posed the question. I think – I think more people know Trevor May than, than Brett Phillips. 
He's got that whole Twitch following, man. The game. Oh, yeah. No, oh, outside of the sport, absolutely. He is huge in the streaming world. Huge. Huge. I'm, so. I'm the best personality in baseball. This guy? Me and, Steve, me and Steve Cohen are best friends. Love that guy. <laughs> does, do, does one New York Met – you know, this is, this is where you guys uh, – you guys, I'm talking about Major League Baseball players are fortunate that clubhouses are not open anymore. Because if that happened, every New York Met would get bombarded instead. Oh, they're going to. Huh? They're going to get bombarded with questions about it. And that's the thing that Steve, you know, when he does stuff like this, you have to think about what happens afterwards. Like he thinks he's being like coy and cute and calling them out. And like he wants to, you know, whatever, give them some life. But like you, now they're going to have to freaking, instead of talking about the baseball game, let's say they go beat the Giants today. Instead of talking about that win and saying, and talking about how they're going to, roll into more wins. They're going to have to talk about, hey, your owner said this about you. What do you guys have to say? And well, they're what, have to... By the way, what would your response be if you had to answer the question? <clears throat> I would say he's entitled to his own opinion. Would you That's say, it. Would you say at all that he's right? Would you say that, you know what, we haven't been producing, and I understand his frustration because we are just as frustrated? Yeah, you can say that, sure. That's, that's, you... that's the, that's the go-to answer that they'll probably tell them to say. So would you actually be motherfucking him in the clubhouse? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, I really man. I wouldn't know. like that. And I would be like, hey, you know, obviously, you know, the, the what you tweeted, you sound like you don't know what you're talking about. He's talking about slugging and OPS and, you know, the the approach being wrong or whatever. But, like, you probably should be talking maybe more about on base percentage. I told you, I thought that it was done – partially to galvanize a team against him. And I th I really do. Now, I don't know if it's going to work. You don't think that when he hit send, that, that was part – you think he just hit send because he was frustrated? Yeah, yeah. I think he has no repercussions ever about anything. Like, he's grown up that way, you know, in the last 20, 30 years of his life. Like, you no know, one can tell him anything, so he's going to tweet that out. I think he did it because he wants – I think he feels like the season's slipping away and he wants to do – that's the only way that he can get involved now. I mean, he could have okayed a uh, trade for Chris Bryant. That didn't happen. For maybe, may, maybe. Like then, then all the credit in the world to you, Steve. You're uh, you know one step ahead of everybody. I don't know. When they I, are I just don't believe that's happening. When the Mets are lifting the commissioner's trophy at the end <laughs> of October and they hand it to Stephen Cohen, and he'll say, "This is exactly what I had in mind when I hit send on the Twitterverse." Ain't, in no, August. ain't no insider trading in that box. You got to go do it all yourself. That's all I'm saying. And with that, we are going to say goodbye on baseball today. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We're back at it again tomorrow, 1130 Eastern, 830 AM Pacific. Oh, one other quick thing. I need your opinion on something. Okay. So Brault's in town. Should I go see? I, I've got a very small window today. I've got a lot of battle bots prep I have to do before our tournament starts next week. Should I run down real quickly to try and say hi to him from like 20 feet away at the team hotel? <laughs> No, no. no. Wow. Where's he staying? He's in Pasadena. Oh, I don't know if they're downtown or in Pasadena. I don't He's know where in Pasadena. That, no, you don't have to do that, man. Facetime him. What's the difference? Well, I could do that when he's in Pittsburgh. He's in my town. I shouldn't like welcome him. Just wave. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go play golf today. Come on.
I can't. I've got. I told you, I've got. You won't believe how much BattleBots crap I've got. I've got pages and pages about bot builders I'm reading, and it's John Boy Media next year taking over BattleBots. I, yeah, next, I told I told our executive producer. I said I think we want to put a team together. He's like, that'd be great. Yes, he's Australian. He's yeah. all right, man. Go do your thing. Yeah, I gotta go get some cardio in. All right, I'll see you. <laughs>